0: Welcome, Bears fans, to another edition of Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we're here to start talking about what two jamokes are going to watch this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good with Bears Washington, but... It, was, it wasn't was too good last week, and... Uh, well, I think, I think tomorrow we're playing a team that is probably a little closer. Well, it's interesting. Let's start
1: with last week. It's kind of the tale of two games. I mean, the first 25 minutes of that game were an absolute disaster. It was beyond belief. Uh, Oh, it was believable. (laughs) It's kind of what I thought was going to happen. I mean, the Bears had no answer for the Vikings. on The Bears defense had no answer for the Vikings offense. The offense looked like it has all season and was just kind of incompetent. (laughs) To put it, that's the only word to use. Right. But then a switch got flipped on both sides of the ball where the defense figured something out against Cousins and Fields played probably his best half of football as a professional. He was in command. He was running that offense really smoothly. He had a really encouraging second half, and even though the Bears lost, actually walked away from the game feeling... A lot better about the Bears than I have in.
0: It was a win still. Four years, right? Yeah. Like, it was a more. It was. It was. It was a win for the attitude of the team. Absolutely, and I give them a lot of credit
1: because they could have packed in. They could have packed up the tent at halftime. Absolutely, like they they could have gotten the bus started to head back to the MSP airport. But they they made it a game. They stuck around and they they fought and they had a real chance to win that game and. Of course, it sucks to have the game fumbled away by a guy that none of us have ever heard of. But <laughs> Actually, I'm a Hawkeye
0: fan, so I knew he was. Oh, I didn't even realize he was an <laughs> Iowa guy. But
1: the fact is, when, when Fields plays like that, then to your point, it, it it's a loss that fields, feels like a win. Yeah. Because if that's the, the building block to hopefully the offense, and specifically the quarterback position, improving in the second part of this season here that's something that we can all be excited about because, as we've talked about a lot, the quarterback is the only thing on this team that really matters.
0: Well, and this is coming right off of uh, uh, Luke Getze coming out to the media and saying, I think he had a good month. Uh-huh. And, you know, all the media looking at him like he had a plant growing out of the top <laughs> of his head. Um, you know, it was a, it was was, it was him saying... Uh, you know he's growing every week. I see it, and this is what Polls and Flus and Getze have been saying this whole time: is that we'll get better. You know, but you they 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 haven't point blank said give us time. Right. But that's what the that's what the underlying theme is. Absolutely, and it's not like.
1: The rest of the team besides quarterback is the <laughs> it, 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 the cat's pajamas. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's the 2007 Patriots, right? <laughs> like the team stinks, and we're going to get to some plays that were really frustrating to me. But in that second half, even the last drive of the first mm. half, I mean, Fields was darn near perfect. Yeah. I, I don't. He really only made one bad throw all game, and it was on the first drive. It was that route that. Mooney was wide open in the end zone and Fields kind of fluttered the ball and it landed short. I don't know if that was on the quarterback or the receiver or both, but after that throw, I mean, he he was in command of that offense. You could tell he was really feeling it out there, both with his arm and with his legs. And, and pocket presence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the most encouraging play, I thought, was the fourth and four in the fourth yes. quarter where Fields identified the free rusher realized he didn't have a lot of time, realized the pocket was collapsing, hung in there until he absolutely had to get out, and then picked up the first down on the ground. Yep. I mean, that's a level of awareness and decisiveness that we haven't seen from him a ton. And so I know it was just one play, but it's the kind of thing that
0: you're looking for when you're monitoring the development of a quarterback. And it's It's only one play but that's the kind of stuff that wins you games. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that wins you the playoffs. That's the kind of stuff that gets you to the Super Bowl is when you can do those little things. People, you know, use uh, words like lucky all the time, right? It's not luck. No. It's practice and being it's in the right studying. place at the right time. It's athleticism. It's you know, these things are manufactured, yeah. right? Yeah, but you know what? It was right. You just said it's it's about being in the right place at the right time. At the same, at, at, that's true. But he recognized, okay, I'm in the right place at the right, right. time. He recognized I've gone through my progressions. There's nobody available. I can get this. I got the spot. Yeah, and you know, instead of just blindly taking off and running, I, I, exactly. And when you're in the place at the right time
1: right right place at the right time, over and over and over again, you put yourself in a position for good things to happen to you. And that's why sometimes things do look lucky, but a lot of times that luck is a byproduct of, as you said, doing the right thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And that was just the one play that, you know, th- that, that we're talking about now. But it's not like that was the only good play he made in the game. He made a ton of good throws. He made a ton of good runs. The touchdown run that got called back was a great run. It was it was just a really exciting game overall from a quarterback from the quarterback and as we said he's doing it with subpar talent right I mean he made a, a night a, a good throw on third down to Pettis who had who dropped it again yeah. he he sucks by the way yeah like, he does I mean <laughs> you, you get the idea why that that guy hasn't stuck on a on an NFL roster I mean. He, he was so promising at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah, it's amazing. It's another guy that looked good in preseason. It's not not like that happens every year, right? But second week in a row with a bad drop for him. I mean, the one, the one last week was at least a content, contested catch. This one was wide open. It was just, it, it was just terrible. On third down. Just no excuse. But yeah. no, I mean, the Bears lost. But when Fields plays that way, if... If he's able to repeat that, and that's how he's going to play going forward, then the Bears are going to win some more games than people think.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's look at the fact that they came out and scored 19 unanswered points. Yeah. When was the last time the Bears did that? (laughs) I mean, that's pretty ferocious. Um, So, you know, a couple of things. Um, You commented on that first pass uh, to Mooney. Yeah. I did like the fact that the pass was to the outside, yeah. so it was away from the DB. Yeah, um, And I, I, I am looking at it as it was both. Because at the same time, Mooney needs to be in tune with his quarterback and realize that ball's coming pretty soon. Yeah, He needs to be looking out for it. He knows just as well as... He knows better than most people that our line... Is not the best, <laughs> no. and that most likely he's uh, you know uh, the, the amount of time that it takes for Mooney to get down to that position. That means that probably Fields is under pressure, and he so he should be turned around by that time, looking for where that ball is. Because the thing is, is that while while definitely uh we want to see Fields more locked in on that kind of pass where where he's got an open receiver. Yeah. The receiver, a true top flight receiver is looking for that ball. I, I think so too,
1: especially when you're that wide open right. because Peterson was nowhere near him, but even if that was 100% on Fields, you you can live with one bad throw. It's yeah. it, I mean, it's turn on any any game whether it's the Packers or the Bucks or the Chiefs. Like, really good quarterbacks miss throws all the time. Definitely. The NFL is really hard, and (laughs) the margin of error is very small. So, it's a pretty, pretty rare occasion that a quarterback plays like a perfect game. I mean, absolutely. Every good quarterback misses wide open receivers from time to time. It just happens. So, the fact that it only happened once, I mean, people kind of criticize media and commentators for cherry picking the good moments with Fields, but. That swings both ways. If he only has one or two bad throws, that's a pretty good game for an NFL I, I seem to
0: remember Fields getting blasted for about four games in a row. So yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so hope, hopefully, hopefully, that's a sign of good things to come. Mooney did redeem himself
0: with that amazing catch. That was, I mean, you know, Bears fans, come on. The the guy has talent, and he works his he works his butt off. He is a he is a good receiver. Yeah. He's a good receiver. He's just not a great receiver, and we need a great receiver. Yeah, you, you got to get him some help,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, if Darnell Mooney has... If you've got three Darnell Mooneys on your team, that's a great receiving <coughs> core. Heck yeah, I'll take that in a minute. But Darnell Mooney and a bunch of scrubs that wouldn't be playing on any other team, he's good, but he's not capable of being the only receiver on the team and
0: still dominating. And and, and it's <laughs> it and it's about you know, it's about uh evaluation. You and I keep saying this every single week. It's about evaluation. We need to get when we get to the end of the season, we'll know which guys are worth keeping. You know, uh um I'm not going to go deep into it, but we we definitely want to revisit this. You know, there was a lot of buzz this week about the trade deadline. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. But guys, you know, the one thing the quick point I just want to make is, don't expect us to go on, run out and and sign somebody. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't fit with what Polls is doing. That he's he. I love the fact that Polls is staying steady on what he said. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not going to trade a bunch of draft
1: picks for a, for a receiver. It's it's just not going to happen. Before I do want to talk about that, but the other great throw that Fields made was the one that Smith broke up. The one where he hmm. was on the run and he found Mooney and yeah. might might have underthrown it by a couple inches, I, but yeah. it was a great throw. He was on the run, it gave Mooney a chance. Smith made a good play. He's a all-pro safety. Yeah. You know, he gets paid a lot of money for a reason, but it is just a lot of throws, a lot of decisions that we hadn't seen in the first four games of the season. So, yeah, really, really encouraging. Um, do we want to talk? Do you want to talk trade deadline, or do you want to talk some of the bad players on the well, roster? I, I, you know,
0: I, I do want to say, um, uh, you know, it, it was uh, kudos to the whole team. Um, they Biggs this week pointed out that this is the second weekend, uh, uh, you know. This is the second week in a row that um, uh, we're having troubles uh, in the in the first half. Uh, he did highlight also the Packer game. You know the Packer jumped up big in the in the first half, and we make a game of it in the second half. Um, you know the the defense has got to be frustrated. I don't know what Biggs actually even said this too. I don't know what exactly has to happen to change that, but they cannot. Keep letting themselves come out there completely flat and go down three scores. That just it, and I, I and and I think that that's doable. That's not one of those future things. I think that's doable tomorrow. Yeah, you know. So that's you know, I think that's got to be a focal point.
1: I, I agree. I mean, the slow starts are really frustrating. I mean, the problem with the defense is just that. They can't stop the run.
0: And, and, And you know, that's that's
1: true. That's going to be a problem all year long. It is. It's going to be a problem all year long. But they can do better. Hopefully. And the Vikings are are a good offense, especially when they're playing at home. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, I mean, those are two of the better players (laughs) at their position in the league. Jefferson might be the best. But the first half defensively was frustrating i mean they let
0: jefferson catch the ball what 10 times yeah i mean at some point you just start getting ridiculous about how much you're covering like throw throw three guys at him. like make exactly. some make them make do something else because yeah. get super physical with them yeah oh, well you know what um you know yeah now you're getting called for you know hands or uh holding or what but it doesn't matter Get in his face. Get some hands on him. Be physical with him, you know? Yeah. Make him start start, start earning it. Make somebody else beat you. I mean...
1: Exactly. It, it
0: was every play. It was Cousins throws, caught by Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just... It got to the point where it's silly, you know? I mean... And then, uh, you know, on Twitter, they had practically a, a play-by-play going on it. And it was... Oh, they broke this record now. They broke you know what, this is a broken record. Are you talking about the broken records? <laughs> I, what I want to see is I want to see somebody, uh, you know, get in his face and figuratively and, you know, start making this guy work for it. I, at least, if anything, it, it'll break up the rhythm. Right, exactly. It, it's just, that
1: was frustrating. The stopping the run, It. it's It's not going to get much better. It, maybe with a step down in competition or as teams start getting a little bit more banged up, but you can at least live with that a little bit more because at least then it's not the 20, 30, 40 yard plays that yeah. explosive plays that happen in the passing game. But yeah, I mean, the defense is just not good. It's It's not going to be good until next year. And that's just a function of the talent on the roster, but there it, is some good pieces. Yeah, there are, but the, the, most of them are in the secondary. Yeah. Which is why they can't stop. I, I <laughs> am liking
0: Justin Jones, though.
1: He's played okay. He had a, a nice sack there in the second half that kind of bailed the Bears out and kept him in that game. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to see it this week. I mean, this is a huge step down in competition with Washington. And then you play the Patriots. That's a bit as... I mean, so, before, the defense before... might get a little bit better just as a function of who they're playing, but
0: it's, it's not good overall. So, just... Uh... Going right along that same that same vein, um, let's talk a little bit about pass rush. What in the heck? That's you know that's that's something that I I feel like we have very talented uh, ends, and um, I feel like there, you know, we're, we're we're really focused on trying to rush four. yeah. Um, th- that is. Ultimately, what you want to see. But we need to see something to, you know, they need to start making some, getting a little bit more creative with the playbook or what, I don't know. That's what coaches are for, right? right. You coach. Well, they need to do something because this, having these situations where you're not even sniffing the QB's jockstrap. Yeah, I mean, that, that, you you can't let that continue. Yeah, I mean, you know? with cousins, right? He completed what? Like, was it
1: seventeen in a row? Yeah. I mean, that's and it happened with
0: Jones too. You know, uh, it, it, it. We have to start getting in the backfield because uh, I'll tell you what. If, if anybody is out there saying to themselves, you know, uh, uh, well, I just looked at the metrics and our, and our pass blocking is pretty good. It's it, it is really uh, to be taken with a grain the of salt. Yeah, because oh. <laughs> metrically, I, I've heard mixed numbers that it's it, it's not as bad as people think. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what—we all as fans are watching them in the backfield in one second.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: <laughs> so, a-
1: analytics are great, but if you sometimes they don't tell the full story. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe the pass blocking is a little bit better because they have a really fast quarterback that can extend plays, but get broke but there's a lot of broken plays that are happening because somebody gets completely blown off the line of scrimmage yes. which, on that note I mean they, they got a bench mustafar <laughs> I mean I feel bad saying it I feel like I get progressively more down on him every week and it stinks because it's a field good story and everybody <laughs> says he works his butt off but he's, he's terrible
0: <laughs> like,
1: he can't snap the ball I mean he's had an issue with a snap in every single game this year you know and and the but, thing
0: is is that he's worked
1: one-on-one with Olin Krutz sure I'm not saying that he doesn't work hard I mean Shoot, that kid's. Probably, but he's just not very. Good. Yeah, he's, he's not good. I mean, the kid's the kid's probably going to play in the league for ten years. He's going to make a lot of money being a backup offensive lineman. But he's he's not a starting center. He he is in over his head, and because of communication issues, because of poor snaps, because he's bad at blocking, just all of the above it, it is the direct cause of several broken plays so far this year and so what
0: so what so how do you how do you see that working so we move we move Patrick to center sure that's cuz he's at left guard right now right, and right. Whitehair's is going to be gone for
1: what three weeks yeah you got to put Schofield or somebody else yeah. just put somebody else over there and <laughs> and give it a try because M- Mustafa is just not giving you NFL level production on the line. <laughs> you look
0: at, you look at uh, Indeed, right? The classified's on there.
1: Yeah. Wanted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. linemen for NFL team. It, maybe Jatree Carter's ready, the seventh round pick. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But they got to try something new on that line. Maybe, maybe it won't happen this week, because with the short week, you just don't have time to practice. What
0: about LeChavius
1: Simmons? Is he still on the team? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, like, so, like, it must have... What about her... Arlington Hambright? He's on the Patriots, I think. <laughs> He's but still in the NFL? I, th- I think so. Wow. Well, bad offensive linemen can stick around forever, because there's a lot of spots available and guys get hurt, but... And, and mostly because they're huge human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> With Mustafa, man, it's it's a tough watch at times. I think he's going to get one more opportunity this week because with four days, you just don't have the practice time to get the new offensive line ready to go. But after this Thursday night game, when you've got two weeks off basically because they don't play again until the following Monday night, like yeah. you gotta, you they gotta, they have to do something. You gotta make some changes on the line, right? And. Get rid of Pettis too. I know, we <laughs> about that, like, I, I I don't know if it's Nikhil Harry or if it's Saint Brown or Smith Marsett,
0: even though he's kind of in the doghouse now.
1: Well, you know, put I, somebody out there that can catch the ball.
0: So, so um, Amir Smith marset was a good receiver and punt returner at uh, University of Iowa. Um, I actually wanted him to go to the Bears, uh, and I was a little bummed when I saw that he got picked up by the, the Vikings. Um, man, did he have an incredibly uh, hard start to the NFL? Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, well, but but stuff but, happens, right? But, but he he played for the Vikings, right? I, I think he. I, I don't know whether he actually got on the field. He did. Yeah, two thousand one or two thousand twenty one. Eight games, two touchdowns. Okay, hundred yards. So, um, so you know, he has been out there. But it was the first game with us. Yeah. Uh, you know. Whatever it was obviously um you can't you can't have the things happen that he had happen, and um you know uh he immediately expressed you know it that was that was dumb of me, I immediately should have gone out of bounds um we need young guys, and uh i, I think it's you know worth you know keeping that kid around to, to see a little bit more of what he can do, yeah, um hopefully. Uh, Nikhil Harry uh, can make his presence known. That's all I'm really looking for. I'm not looking for him to come out and have a hundred yard game. Just, <laughs> just, so, just that we know he's actually <laughs> that's, on the that's field. That's going to be the the story of the Monday night game in New England. Because
1: he's probably not going to play tomorrow. So really, I don't think so. I, I saw a quote from getsy that said he's still got a ways to go. Uh, like those okay. high ankle sprains are tough, but. I, I thought be, he was
0: going to make his debut.
1: I don't. Maybe, maybe I read that wrong. But I would be surprised if he plays tomorrow. I would not be surprised if he's out there against the Patriots. And then you got the Nikhil Harry revenge game. But, <laughs> like, on, but on on Smith Marset, we never win the revenge games. No. But on, on Smith Marset, I mean. First of all, I didn't know he was on the roster. So, like, like, when he committed that block in the back, I was like, oh, yeah,
0: Tom talked to me about him a few weeks ago because he's an Iowa guy.
1: (laughs) I didn't know he made the team. But, anyway, like, I feel bad for him because...
0: He was part of that crop that we picked up right there. Yeah, okay.
1: I I felt bad for him because, like, the two mistakes, they were both, like, mistakes of aggression. Like, a guy getting out there, getting his first opportunity, trying to make a play. Like, the block in the back... I mean, it was a penalty. I thought it
0: was an awful call, Bears fans. I think those refs should suck it. And I thought that was a soccer worthy flop.
1: I mean, he he held him for sure. Like I thought, holding was the more appropriate call than blocking the back. I mean, he was he was behind the guy, and he kind of put him in a in a in a clothesline
0: position, like. You can't do he that. He milked it. And he even admitted Oh. Danzler admitted after the game he milked it. Oh yeah, absolutely. He 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 took a flop.
1: And in, in hockey he would have gotten two minutes for embellishment. <laughs> but we're not playing hockey, so I mean with set, I mean, like that can't happen, but at least he was he was trying to make the block, right? Right. And then on the fumble, he's trying to make he's trying to extend the play and get down the field because the Bears were running out of time, but it just wasn't a heads up play. You just got to get out of bounds and you certainly can't let dance rip the ball out of your hands. So it it was a, it was a tough debut for him, but at least he was involved and he was in the, as we said earlier, like in the right place. Like I I heard people after the game say like they should cut Smith-Marset. It's like, for what, for what purpose? Like, who's, who's backing him up that you really want to see right now?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a second year player. Um, it, it it's like you said, uh Pettis is the you know, is the one that you look at and it's oh just God. like wow, this is why this guy has been in the league for six or seven seasons and he's got like twenty catches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean just the drops, uh oh, man. But um uh yes, uh it does look like Nikhil Harry is going to make his debut tomorrow night. Um, he says it's, it's just been, it's been hard just sitting here on the sidelines watching and, uh, he's excited. All right. Well, <laughs> actually he's ecstatic.
1: All right. Well, I, I, w- I was wrong then. So I guess, yeah, he he is going to play. And so is Jalen Johnson too, which is exciting because that's a big part of the defense they're missing. Man, huge. V- Vildor though. I mean, he's, he's playing well. Yeah. Kendall Vildor of Westeros. <laughs> um, that's a guy and in all seriousness, that's a guy that's taken a ton of heat from Bears fans, like, our guy, our guy John at the bar is always walking around yeah, so yeah. saying he's the worst player on the team. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And see,
0: I, I, I haven't been that way. I liked him as a pick when we drafted him out of UConn. Uh, I I thought he had a good rookie season. Last year, I felt sorry for the kid because it was like, oh, uh, just to let you know, you're going to be the starter now. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it, it was like just... It was just thrust upon him. Um, he he clearly was not prepared for it. He didn't have the talent level to be playing against these guys. But I'll tell you what, um, he must be doing something right because uh, he's uh, he's looking legit. Absolutely. Um, one more thought I had in the game, and it's something I complained about last week. I'm going to
1: complain about it again this week. Is there's another time, another play? Bears third and two with like four minutes to go on the Vikings forty, and they hand the ball off. And Montgomery gets stuffed in yeah. the drive stalls. Like, what 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 is with that? I mean especially in that game, because Fields was playing awesome at that yeah. point. Why why don't you give him the ball and, and let him find a way to get those two yards? Yeah. Like stop giving the ball to the running backs in that situation because Justin Fields, say what you want about him, gives you the best opportunity to convert those short yardage situations. Absolutely. And you're trying to develop him. So yeah. give him the opportunity. The Bears aren't going to the playoffs this year. You know, if, if the, if they give the ball to the quarterback and let him make a play and extend that drive, then maybe the outcome of the game changes because then the Vikings don't get it back and march down the field for that touchdown.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, two things there. Uh, number one in complete agreement, um, it they're still not doing many design runs uh for for fields. Um I don't feel like they're being that all that creative with the design runs that they're doing for them. Uh reading that situation for Getzy, he's got to do a better job. There's you 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 have to make those kind of plays if you want to be a winning team. Yeah. If you want to have a cohesive squad, you've got to you've got to start getting some of those. Uh, on the other side of it, though, um, a seventeen play drive that takes over seven minutes. no, you can't allow that. <laughs> I, I mean it that's that is ridiculous that they allowed that. Um, again, this is a learning process. These guys are all super young and they're trying to learn how to work together. Uh, but you know, the coach has got to, uh, look at that and say, what do we need to do to change things like that? Because that's just, that that was, that was borderline inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, it's just
1: exactly what we thought was going to happen with this team. It's like they're in the game and then the
0: better players take over. Yeah. But I mean, you know, but Converted five of five on third down. Uh, their third down, uh, their, uh, the opposing uh, third down com, uh, conversion percentage is among the highest in the league. And the Bears third down conversion percentage is among the lowest in the league. Yeah, and fourth And I'm talking about the very highest and the very lowest. <laughs> yeah, that's not a recipe for success. No, it isn't.
1: Um, okay, Uh do to, I, I mean, you brought up the trade deadline. Yes. I do want to get into that a little bit because there is one interesting target out there, and that's DJ Moore.
0: Because yes. Because
1: now that the Panthers have mercifully fired Matt Rule and they're going to pay him $30 million to sit on a beach, it sounds like the Panthers are planning to sell off pretty much any valuable player they have and tank and try to get the first overall pick. And DJ Moore's a good receiver. He's had 1,000 yards each of the last three years. He's still only 25 uh, his contract—it looks like he's got two years left, and it'll, so he must have signed an extension with them, or maybe they picked up his fifth-year option. I guess I'm not sure, but so if, he, he's a really good player and one that a lot of teams will want. I'll be interesting to see because I know Polls wants to build through the draft, but it's like if you could trade a third-round pick for DJ Moore your chances of getting a player in the third round that are better than DJ Moore are are low. And he's still 25, so...
0: So, um, Biggs did his Q&A today, and that was one of the things that he addressed. And I am in complete agreement with him when he says that looking for something like that to happen is probably not going to. Right. Uh, Number one, this goes completely against... Uh, exactly what polls has been trying to do. Uh, and, uh, 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 a good point he makes is, um, you know, he, he, discusses the quick fixes, but the other part he makes is that, uh, you know, when it comes to DJ Moore, if he is available, Teams that are playoff ready and need a guy—they're going to pay a ton. They're the ones that are going to step up and say, "Yeah, we'll take him." You right. know, because the thing is, is that you know this is this is a win now league. So you do whatever you can to put yourself in that position. That's what—that's exactly what the Chargers did when they said, "Sure, we'll give you a second round pick for Khalil Mack. Yeah. Bring let's bring him in. We don't need Khalil Mack to be sole." soul in Khalil Mack. We need Khalil Mack to be the awesome other guy, right. you know. And so DJ Moore is if he if he's going out of the team, that's what uh, another team's going to be looking as one. Yeah, uh, so the, you know, uh, some of the teams that I saw get thrown around. Number one that jumped up was Packers. the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I was just thinking now as you were saying that. I'm like, that, that would make perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, right? Because uh, you know this this instantly gives twelve a guy to start chucking the ball to, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that's not you know there's when you start looking at it a little bit closer. There's several teams. The Giants might want to do it. People can go ahead and say. Uh, the Giants are pretenders as much as they won. Can't say that anymore. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that Dayball has them playing at a high level, and they're winning. And they could find themselves in a division that's really not that great. They could find themselves uh, getting ready to go in a conference that's got a lot of really mediocre teams. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're swimming towards the top. So. Yeah. Um, you know there there's there's other pe- there's other teams that just are in better position um, it, actually Biggs says I'd be more interested in Robbie Anderson <laughs> Oh, God <laughs> which you know <laughs> he's awful <laughs> he, but he 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 has shown he's fast yeah he's shown a lot of speed and he has shown that he can't play at, at that level uh, now I mean I think Biggs was just trying to make more of a point. Uh, you know, then actually, let's go get Robbie Anderson. But, uh,
1: I think the point is like Anderson is gonna get you is gonna go for what like a sixth round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's it's just like Equinemius Saint Brown. He costs nothing. Right. Dante Pettis costs nothing. Those the reason that we brought those guys in is because they do have some talent, right? But you know, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. Okay, we'll take a flyer on him. Oh, Pettis can't catch. Well, you know what? Adios, muchacho. We don't mind. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. And like, I mean, when people talk, I mean, trades,
1: the trade deadline in the NFL is always very anticlimactic because it's like, most teams are still in it. Yeah. Right, number one. Like, there's only a few teams already that are like, out of it, out of it. I mean, the only one, I mean, really, it's like the Panthers, the Texans, the Bears right like there's it's Steelers there's, there's not a lot of teams that are like completely out of it yeah and the teams that the guys the teams that are out of it like are not generally looking to sell off any assets they have right or it's like players like Kenny Galladay that are on good teams but are getting traded for a reason because the, the team that they're on hates the player so yeah. like it, it's not like it's not like good players that are you know, great locker room guys are typically available at the trade deadline. Like more, more is kind of a unique situation because they fired their coach and they're they're looking to tank basically. But there's just not other than him. There's there's not a lot out there that's gonna like there's nobody out there that's gonna come in and bail the Bears out at the receiver position.
0: So on the flip side of it, there was people talking, you know, asking a lot of questions about trading away um, Roquan Smith or Robert Quinn why you know for one thing okay well, I would, Robert, let's, I would trade let's look coin. at let's look at Quinn first right because he's 31 years old right um okay i i get that what are you going to get for him you're not going to get hardly anything if anything at all that's round pick you know what i don't know whether you'd even get that um but if you can I, i'm pretty sure polls so far, he's struck me as the kind of GM who is on the lookout all the time. Right. We're not dealing with Ryan Pace anymore. We're dealing with a completely different personality. And I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Well, and I think that if there was something there, he'll be the first one to jump on it. Well, number one, you're not going to be able to trade Smith because his contract demands are
1: out. Like, no one's going to trade for him and no, then, I was talking about Quinn. Right, but. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, you're not gonna trade Smith because no one's gonna trade for him when they know what he's demanding with a contract. Right. They just don't want the headache. And Smith's not off to a great start this year. And yet. I
0: don't want to trade Smith now. He's 25 years old. He's a perfect fit for our team. He's a leader on the defense. He is the first guy that came out after the Vikings game was like, I played like dirt. Even I can't miss. I can't miss tackles like that. You know what? I want that guy on my team. I want that guy to continue to be a leader. And no, I think he's, I think he's realizing that. You know what? I went out there. I made demands. I got to live up to those demands now. Yeah. You know what? I, I I see him putting more pressure on himself than than the exterior. Yeah, absolutely. So, and
1: you'd like to see him playing a little bit better, but he's still one of their better players. Like you don't you don't you don't build a team by trading good young players and. With Quinn, I mean, a big part of it might be like he's been very, very adamant that he doesn't want to be traded. Yeah, like, for some reason he wants to play for this team. <laughs> so,
0: and you I know mean, what? That's great. You know, sure, what? that's awesome. And There's the- no way that having a veteran like that next to these uh, three young ends that we've got is a, is a is a bad thing. You yeah. know, so uh, what I think, uh, what I think happens is, you know, like you said, if we could get a fifth round pick out of him, sure, that would be great. I just don't think that there's, I don't think it's out there. Well, There's something too. like, do you want to do you want to trade away a,
1: a highly respected veteran against their wishes? Like, what does that do to the locker room? What does that say about your exactly. team? Exactly. Especially, especially if, like, the return is only a late round draft pick. Like, if someone offers a second round pick, then absolutely. But if you're going to get a fifth or a sixth, maybe it's just not worth the headache and you'll just take the leadership for the rest of the year. I don't, absolutely. I don't,
0: I don't know completely agree and i think it's something that is kind of under the under the radar that people when they're barking out these kind of things are not really thinking about that aspect yeah, of it. you're not playing madden right like, <laughs> you're, you're, de-
1: you're dealing with human beings that are doing their job like you know like like people don't like to and i understand why because the athletes make so much money that people don't like to put it in those terms but that's what it is at the That's end of the day. That's what it is. Like, I, I guarantee you when, when these guys are in the facilities for 16 hours a day during the season, they're not thinking about <laughs> how much money they're making, right? Like, they're they're doing their job. They're trying to get through their work day. And things like morale and chemistry and just treating people how they want to be treated matters to some degree at least. So. And it's not like Quinn's playing well either, so it, it's his trade value is a lot lower than
0: it probably was even in training camp. So it it it, it, it definitely is. And you know, I did see a comment about that today. Um, you know, why didn't we uh, get rid of him? Uh, you know, when his stock was high. And obviously, we it wasn't did that it high. because <laughs> our general manager didn't see a deal exactly that was that high. Right. Uh, I I have. I have a lot of faith in polls, probably more than some. And it, but I'm just saying we gotta see more of, you know, we gotta have a little bit more faith in this guy and let him play his game, right? Because that's that's part of this too. And so far, to me, he isn't looking anything like the schmuck we got rid of. So you know, let's let's give him a little bit of time to show that you know what. He is watching out for that. He is trying to look for a deal that makes sense. Absolutely. All right, so where are we at in the power rankings this week? <laughs> so, okay, oh, on, on the power 29th rankings. 29th last week, right? So Yeah, so um, number one this week is the Chiefs, uh, closely followed by the Bills. Uh, and um, uh, let's see here. We uh, look at... So where are you? Where are you picking? Uh, where are you
1: picking us at? Uh, um, I don't know. Around the same, probably. I, I think they're probably ahead of Panthers, Jets. No, no, Panthers, Texans, Steelers.
0: So I'm gonna guess twenty twenty ninth. Okay, let's see here. I've just moved off of it. So uh, they are twenty seventh right. this week. Actually, they moved up a spot. And so this week's uh, theme was um, chance to make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> what do they have to the, so, do the bears have to
1: be like less than like five percent right? so the bears
0: are 1.6 <laughs> <Yeah>. percent <laughs> do you hear that bears fans that's what um uh that's that's where they're at and chance to win the division Want to guess zero percent it's actually point two percent all right so uh, r- round, I, rounds down to zero it, it can't it can't be zero <laughs> <laughs> percent yeah that would make it a statistical impossibility, which obviously it's not. That, but um, I mean, yeah, uh, there's uh, so behind them uh, are the Texans, uh, the Steelers, the Lions at number thirty, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Commanders at number thirty-one, and the Panthers at dead last right, so we got that top a, a bottom five matchup on thursday night football this week exactly so uh uh lions uh fell from 25 down to 30 chance to make the playoffs 0.7 percent chance to win the division 0.1 percent yeah. yes less than the bears yeah so. the, the
1: lions
0: it's tough when you go and i'll tell get you shut what out, shut out by a third string quarterback yeah uh, i tell you what you know they're um uh, the the NFC North is garbage. Uh, I don't I don't care how good um, uh, Vikings fans feel uh, their team was after that mighty win. Um, you know the uh, the Packers uh, lose. Uh, it it's just it's not a, it's not a good division. Uh, I don't see any one of the teams in this division uh, getting very far in the playoffs. One of them is going to have to win it. <laughs> but I I, t- I tell you what if uh, if there was uh stacked rankings uh, in, in just the conference and we got rid of the stupid divisions which I'd all be all about um, I, I I think it would be a real possibility not a single team would make it. I mean the NFC.
1: Well, yeah, I mean the Vikings are, are going to make it. I mean they're they're, they're going to make it. They're four and one. They're gonna. I mean we'll we'll, we'll go around the division a little bit. So I guess. We got a bottom five matchup on Thursday night. Yep. Bears-Washington. Um, do you have any... I, I actually have a pretty strong feeling on this game, so I'm curious curious if you do so, as well.
0: So, um, I'm, uh, I'm liking our chances. Uh, this is not a good team. Uh, I think that um, uh, we keep a bit of momentum. Uh, the, you know, there were several players from the defense talking about, you know, there was a stinger... Last last week, that's I think that seventeen, uh, that that seventeen play drive at the end of there probably is still stinging, and I think they had to do enough to uh, uh, to win a squeaker. Uh, what what about you? So I
1: think that not only are the Bears going to win this game, I think they're going to get some people fired over in Washington, <laughs> and I don't even really feel that way because of any on the field matchups. I think that if you on a neutral site take everything out of it. I think Washington's probably a little bit
0: better than the Bears. But Team rankings uh, Bears 19.3 uh, Washington 20.2 what, At what? It's, uh, it's, it's a mathematical model that uh, the uh, ESPN uses in oh, their pick center uh, for betting. And what was that again? Uh, 19.3 to 20.2 and who's who's better uh washington
1: okay yeah. just yeah. so like you were saying that, that, just that, just a little bit above that feels about right i mean the problem is money that, line is even right now yeah the game's a pick em right yeah. now like washington's getting a little bit more money but it's it's basically dead even
0: matchup predictor has the uh has washington 53.3 versus Chicago's 46.1. That's uh, ESPN Analytics, and it includes uh, Pickham. So, yeah, I mean, like, on the
1: field, it's about even. I'd give a slight edge to Washington. But, like, I I like Ron Rivera. I I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good man. Me too. Everybody's got a lot of respect for him. I'll never understand why he took this job. Like, Washington as a franchise is toxic from the top down. (laughs) Their, their owner's getting sued by everybody under the sun, including the other people. Because peop- he's a piece of garbage. Including the people that own the team with him. This week, we've got Rivera calling out Carson Wentz in the media, who's actually been okay, like, actually good enough for them. Like, not, not their biggest problem. Their defense is a train wreck. You've already got rumors that, players don't want to play for their defensive coordinator and that their best defensive player, Chase Young, is prolonging his injury because he doesn't want to come back and, oh. play and play for Washington. Wow. And so you add all this up, like the vibes around that team are just brutal. And then they have to go on the road on Thursday night. This just feels to me like a bottoming out for Washington. And Washington is, it, is one of those franchises where when things go bad for them, they go really, really bad. Like Yeah. They go completely sideways and just I'm just getting the feeling that this game here is gonna be one where they come to Chicago and just don't even show up at all. Like just aren't interested. And I, I think Fields is gonna have a big day because Washington's defense is terrible, Fields is coming off a little bit of momentum, and none of their players wanna play for Jack Del Rio, who's their defensive coordinator. If you wanna understand why, just look up some of the things
0: that happen in the off season surrounding him. <laughs> okay. And I got one for you real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. In Keel Harry over under on catches under, I don't even need to know what it is <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, un- under, <laughs> but I, I, but I think fields is going to have a big night. I think he's going to, this is going to be him, his coming out party to a degree. It's going to be on national TV. And I think this is going to be the game where people stop saying that this guy isn't an, isn't an NFL quarterback and actually looks pretty good out there. Nice. And I think that's—I don't know if it'll get Rivera fired, but if the Bears beat Washington by double digits, like I think they might, the defensive coordinator certainly out, and Rivera might be shortly behind him. Unfortunately for him, because that that organization's a train wreck. It's the worst organization in all of professional sports. Daniel Snyder is a disaster. Nobody even goes to the games in Washington anymore. Guys, total jerk. And you just got two two. Two, two teams that just feel completely opposite of each other in terms of like where their arrow is pointed like the bears are kind of building their culture washington is is about to blow up i think so it, it's a it's a big game for this coaching staff too for i mean for both like a micro and a macro level yeah like micro right this is the first time that they've got to prepare for a short week that obviously is a very unique challenge in the nfl so we're going to see how Eberflus and Getze and Williams have the team ready to go on Thursday night. I'm sure because of what you said earlier, there's gonna be a big point of emphasis this week on starting fast. Yeah. But also, if you take a step back, it's a it's a big game just for the trajectory of the season because three and three is a lot different than two and four. Yeah. Like when you're trying to build a culture, what really helps is if your team is winning and playing in games that you can at least kinda of make the case are meaningful. Like once you go to two and four and then the Bears have a couple of rough games after that, so probably two and six, two and seven. At that point when you've still got a bunch of games left, but you can't really argue that you're playing for much, it's easy for people to tune you out. At le- at least if, if you if you win this game you're kinda keeping the dream alive for one more week, right? Yeah. So Yeah. It, it's a big game in a lot of in a lot of ways. I mean, if the Bears do lose this game then it's probably time to start thinking about draft position. Like <laughs> these, The schedule doesn't get any easier, and this is like probably the last like real winnable game that you're playing at home. <laughs> the, the Bears are playing some more bad teams, but they're all on the road if you look at the schedule, yeah. other than the Lions. So, I mean, it, it, it feels dumb to say that it's a huge statement game and a season that we all agree isn't really going much of anywhere. But, I don't know. I, I, I think that winning will do a lot for this coaching staff and kind of my confidence in them yeah
0: and uh, you know um, spoonful of sugar right and, uh, they, uh, they need a win just to um, help this team get a vote of confidence in itself uh, they uh, they were obviously pretty disappointed with um, you know the first half of last week uh, how the game ended Uh, you know, and uh, kind of the same thing happened against the Packers. Um, This, this squad, this 53, uh, you know, a good portion of it is going to be with this team in 2023. And they're going to remember those things, you know, playing against those division rivals and we've still got to play against them again. So uh, I, I think, I think you're right. It's a, it would be really great to see a solid team win. Um, see them firing on several cylinders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, bring one in against a, a bad team. Yeah, and, I mean, so, and a big thing on Thursday night is just like...
1: You, you, the biggest hope is that there's no serious injuries. You're right. And like every couple of years it seems like... There just happens to be, for whatever reason, a lot of injuries on Thursday Night Football, and this has certainly been one of those years to this point. I mean, well, I hope not. We all know what happened with Tua, and there's yeah. you know, been a lot of injuries in the other Thursday Night games as well, so you hope to avoid that. You never want to see anybody get hurt, but it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, the Bears are certainly, they would it would be no, no big surprise if they show up and are looking sloppy at the start of the game, so... I, I hope that's not the case though. I hope this coaching staff has these guys ready to go because this this is probably the worst defense they're going to play this year,
0: other than Detroit. So. so what are you what are you thinking about Jets and Packers? <laughs> I mean, Owen's... you know the Jets though are playing better football. So yeah, I mean the Pack- I mean I mean obviously it's at Lambeau. You know it's it, it looks like Packers by seven and a half. They're probably going to cover. I actually you know I the Jets are not that
1: bad. They're not with with Wilson. Because they've got a lot of pretty good wide receivers. And with Wilson, if he is not turning the ball over, he has a pretty good arm. The Packers. How about Green Bay's supposed vaunted defense? Yeah, well, the Packers, I mean, you just hate to see what happens. You hate to see that happen to them with them losing to. The Giants over in London. I mean, you really feel bad for those guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the Packers' defense has is, is not been what was sold to us to this point. Yeah, absolutely I mean, not. It, they started out badly by just getting their doors blown off by the Vikings. And, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were moving the ball against them with ease. So, there's still time for them to get that thing turned around, but it
0: hasn't been very impressive so far. I mean, How about Vikings and Miami? Well, Vikings... Viking, now we're talking about luck. Here's luck. Vikings are going to Miami. And they, Miami just happens to be minus its starting quarterback. There, there's there's your luck. Miami's on their third string quarterback. I right? know. Bridgewater's not playing
1: either for them. Oh, that's right. I mean, the Dolphins have nobody but themselves to blame for that. I mean...
0: No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying the timing is pretty lucky. Yeah, I that.
1: mean, every every year there's one of those teams that just kind of has the horseshoe going for them. Yeah. And it might just be the Vikings this year. I mean, they, they win the game in New Orleans on that double doink. They, yes. They... Kind of sleepwalk to a win over the Lions, where the Lions could easily beat them this last week. I mean, they get the fumble from Marsat, and who knows what happens if if he hangs onto that ball because the Bears' offense was actually playing well. And now they go to Miami, which two weeks. Well, ago, I mean,
0: even if he would have held onto the ball and got out of bounds there, um, you know, they're they're they were down at least they're at least threatening, right? Probably still gonna lose, but at least threatening, exactly.
1: But, and now, yeah, I mean, you, you look at Miami, though, for the Vikings, and a couple weeks ago, everybody probably would have circled this one as a loss for Minnesota, but now they go down to Miami, and they're playing Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Probably a, a win for them. I mean, the Vikings, I think, are three-point favorites. Uh, you're three and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, you never know. I mean, the the Dolphins still have some pieces, but third-string quarterback's a third-string quarterback. So you think that as long as their skill position players and cousins show up, they should be able to do enough to get by Skylar Thompson, whoever that is. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and the Packers, I mean, they, they play they play the Jets, so it's probably a win for, for both of the teams at the top of the NFC North. I don't think the Jets are, are going into Lambeau and winning, because, no. you know, I mean, I, I, it could happen, I, but I mean, probably that, I don't not. even know how much Rodgers cares about this anymore. Like he looks miserable out there. I know, right? But like, it, it, assuming he still is interested in in showing up and playing, I mean, you know, the Packers are going to be playing with a bit of a boy. It really doesn't seem like it, though. Yeah, with a bit of desperation, just because this is one they kind of have to have after dropping that game to the Jets. They don't want to. They don't want to fall to three and three. And the Lions are off this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last week with the Lions.
0: Man, how about the Lions getting blanked? Think about how often an NFL team gets shut out. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. I mean, you talk about third-string quarterbacks. The Lions lost by 30
1: to a third-string quarterback. Yeah. 29. 29, 29 29-0. I mean, that's just brutal. And the Lions, I mean, I've been kind of high on them, or at least their offense, because... To start the year, their offense has been really good, but man, to go in there and get shut out and to lose by four touchdowns to Bailey
0: Zappi—that
1: <laughs> that's the kind of performance that gets your coach fired. I mean, Campbell's Campbell's <clears throat> Campbells Campbell's, Campbell's going to stick around. Hey,
0: may I toot my own horn? Jared Goff, nineteen <laughs> of thirty-five for two hundred and twenty-nine yards and an interception. Yeah, not well, a good game. What have I been saying about him? Jared Goff sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> he suddenly remembered who am I? Oh yeah, I'm Jared Goff.
1: Well, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just there's there's really no excuse for that type of performance up there, especially the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are this is not a great Patriots team. <laughs> Bel- Belichick's obviously still Belichick, but this this Patriots team is weaker than. The ones we're accustomed to seeing. So
0: Zap had seventeen of twenty-one, one hundred and eighty-eight yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That's that's pretty darn good. Doesn't get any easier for the Lions
1: too after the bye. I mean, they come off their bye. They're going to Dallas and then versus Miami, who will probably have two back at that point, and then versus the Packers. So Woof! They're looking at. They're looking at 1-7, probably, which...
0: For, <laughs> which is familiar
1: territory yeah, for them. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> the, the, poor, the, the poor Lions, it's like they, they finally get an offense that can actually put up some points, and then everybody gets hurt, and... Now their season's over. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough sledding for them. I was saying a lot of good things. I mean, they're, they're still going to beat the Bears probably twice. But <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> okay.
0: And you know what, though? Um, at least right now, we can still say uh, that the Bears are definitely not the worst team in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right now, no. I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> saying that before the season started, there was several of the prognosticators out there saying it was the like dead last, like not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations to the Carolina Panthers for that because
1: <laughs> they might not win another game this whole year, and now Baker Mayfield's hurt, and they have no answer at quarterback. Wow. They're but, just they're awful.
0: Yeah. I mean, now the okay. So there's the big name. Christian McCaffrey is floating all over the Twitter sphere. Yeah, what do you think for the Bears? No, in just in general that he gets traded. Yeah, I
1: mean the thing. I mean he's a running back. He's a really good. Yeah, one. I don't want him to come to yeah. the Bears. He's, he's he, a real. He's a really really good running back when he's healthy. But yeah, there's there's the rub, right? I the mean, health he's, problem he, is he's, he's never healthy. Plagued him. But I've seen rumors about him going to the Bills. That makes a lot of sense. Oh. Yeah, that is a nasty rumor right there. But, I mean, he—I mean, the Panthers shouldn't play him another snap if they're trying to trade him because he gets hurt every year. And <laughs> you don't want him taking a single he, meaningless hit if you're he trying to. He is a walking ambulance. Yeah, I mean, boy, he'd look, he'd look, I mean, he wouldn't look good. But he'd be a good fit in
0: Green Bay, the, too. Oh, yep. Yeah. That's a, well, you know, though, the only thing is, is that, you know, some are talking about, uh, I've heard, uh, a, a tale from uh for, uh, that's the ESPN correspondent, um, for the Packers that, uh, they're not that, uh, you know, he, he is one of many Packer fans that don't feel like they're doing enough to get, uh, uh, Jones and, uh, Dylan, uh, the ball. So, mm-hmm. You know uh, they're they're just going straight to twelve to pass them out of things, and it's like you said. I I I, I don't know whether they made the right choice. Uh, I hope it is totally the wrong choice. Oh, and
1: it would it would suck
0: to see them crashing.
1: <laughs> Boy, th- those last couple plays, up, it was, uh, those Rodgers throws, where <laughs> they were just getting <laughs> swatted right back at him, and he's just he's got
0: that <laughs> stupid look on his face. You, you know what was so delicious about that was it was like. Oh, no, he can't get his patented I'm 12 give me pass interference calls when they're being swatted right back in his face. (laughs) Uh, Or his other patented, uh, the guy touched me so there should be a roughing call. (laughs) I hope he enjoyed his flight back from London.
1: (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, McCaffrey, I mean, he's he's certainly going to get traded. Um, It'll be, I mean... It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, he, he's an elite offensive weapon that any offense would want to add. It's just the health concern with him. And it'll be interesting to see what he goes for just because he's a running back and he's had health issues. So I wouldn't think that teams would be lining up to trade second, third-round draft picks for that. But if you're trying to win a Super Bowl this year, maybe it's it's worth the risk. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I don't have a strong prediction other than, I mean, the Buffalo rumor that we've all seen. So.
0: Right. Okay, I think that's, well, I think that's about it for this week, uh, fans and uh, uh, make sure to uh, oh give them the stuff.
1: Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Bears underscore scat and if my prediction is right and the bears blow out Washington this week i'll be I'll be doing a victory lap on Twitter. So awesome. Keep, keep an eye out for that. Give if, us some
0: questions on Twitter that we can answer on uh, on the on the show. Yeah, please do. All All right. Right. until next week, bear down. Bear down.